I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We want them down in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Putus of War. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is Recall, and you're listening to Tracks and Sci-Fi. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is Mark Daniels from the Great Pacific Northwest, and you are listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. This is episode 615 for Sunday, December 18th, 2016. I'm back this week with another classic science fiction movie. Today's movie is Invisible Invaders. It stars John Agar and Gene Byron. Before I get into this week's podcast, I want to thank Rico for giving me this opportunity to share with all of you another classic science fiction movie. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to me today. I hope you enjoy it. At this point, I would normally play the trailer to the movie. But today, I want to talk about Rogue One. The world is coming undone. Imperial flags reign across the galaxy. Can you be trusted without your shackles? Let's just get this over with, shall we? We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know how to destroy it. If you're really doing this, I want to help. Good. Good. I've been recruiting through the rebellion for a long time. We destroyed our home. I fight the Empire now. I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. The captain says you are a friend. I will not kill you. Thanks. There isn't much time. Every day they grow stronger. There is a 97.6% chance of failure. He means well. This is our chance to make a real difference. Are you with me? 
the way. I saw Rogue One Friday morning before I went to work, and it is amazing. It's exactly what I wanted to see in a Star Wars movie. It's definitely darker than what I was expecting. Uh, there are several cameos in the movie that hardcore Star Wars fans will enjoy. Um, I don't want to give away any spoilers. All I can say is this movie is really, 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 really good. And it is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. It's right up there with The Empire Strikes Back. After watching this movie, you'll want to go straight home and watch Star Wars. I mean, the way Rogue One ends, it's perfect, and it matches up perfectly with Star Wars. So you're going to want to go home and watch Star Wars right away. Um, definitely go see this movie on the big screen. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Okay, now let's get into Invisible Invaders. Within three days, the dead will destroy all the living. from another planet outside your galaxy. I'm sorry, I, I just don't understand. Unless Earth surrenders in 24 hours, we will begin a mass invasion. We are invisible. We are invisible, Adam Penner. You cannot see us. From outer space come the invisible invaders. Living dead men threatening to destroy all life on Earth. Invisible Invaders was released on May 15, 1959. It was directed by Edward L. Kahn and produced by Robert E. Kent. The screenplay was written by Samuel Newman. It was distributed by United Artists and has a running time of 67 minutes. And here's the cast, starting at the top. John Agar was Major Bruce J. Gene Byron was Phyllis Penner. Philip Tong was Dr. Adam Penner. Robert Hutton was Dr. John Lamont. Paul Lington was Lieutenant General Stone. Hal Torrey was the farmer. And John Carradine was Dr. Carol Neumann. And that's all I have for movie information. Now let's get into the movie. The movie starts with an explosion in a laboratory. 
Dr. Carol Neumann, an atomic scientist, is killed in the explosion. His colleague, Dr. Adam Penner, is disturbed by the accident and resigns his position. Dr. Penner, science is your business. Protecting this country is mine. You say we should call an immediate end to nuclear experimentation, but you know that's impossible. Then limit it to experiments for peace. Dr. Penner, we've been over all this before. After what happened, I thought you might think differently. That's why I flew here. General, since I can't change your mind, I am resigning from the commission. I want nothing more to do with the project. You're being panicked by one incident. Panicked? The area around Dr. Neumann's laboratory won't be livable for years. Every test made since the explosion yesterday shows pollution of our atmosphere, the air we breathe. Every precaution is being taken to protect the people in that district. Decontamination crews are... Are what? Cleansing the air? Straining it as you would dirty water? Radioactive particles have been blown into space. Who can tell when those particles will come down to Earth again? Why, you, you don't even know what lasting effect they might have on the space around the Earth. Dr. Penner, please reconsider. The Commission can't afford to lose its top man. I'm sorry, but I think my attitude now would be more of a hindrance than a help to the Commission. I'm going to fly home in time for Carol Neumann's funeral. And I'm not coming back to Washington. Goodbye, General. After Dr. Neumann's funeral, an invisible alien takes over Neumann's dead body. The alien in Neumann's body visits Dr. Penner and tells him the Earth must surrender in 24 hours or an alien force will invade and take over the Earth. Carol! Adam Penner, you will listen carefully. You, you can't be, Carol. You can't be! No! No! This is the corpse of an Earthman who was known as Carol Neumann. Earthman? I am from another planet, outside your galaxy. I'm sorry, I, I just don't understand. Adam Penner, you can save the people of Earth from total destruction. Unless Earth surrenders in 24 hours, we will begin a mass invasion. Oh, this, this is fantastic. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? You're scientists think that the moon is a dead planet, that it is uninhabited, it is not. You're a madman. We know it is. More than 20,000 years ago, my planet invaded the moon and destroyed the life that existed there. We have controlled the moon since then and made it an impregnable base for our spaceships. We'd have seen signs of life there. You would see nothing. We are invisible. We are invisible, Adam Penner. Long ago, we learned to change the molecular structure of our bodies. You cannot see us. I am using this dead man's body so that I can communicate with you. Why do you want us to surrender? What do you want of Earth? We have studied your languages and your many civilizations for thousands of years. We have never bothered Earth because of its slow scientific development. But now you are approaching the space age. You are testing nuclear and rocket devices for travel into space. As we have put the moon and many other planets under our rule, 
It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. Dictatorship of the universe? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. Just as I have done with the dead body of Carol Neumann. My people will come to your planet and inhabit the bodies of other dead Earthmen. The dead will kill the living and the people of Earth will cease to exist. That is the message you will bring your people. Why me? Why did you choose me? Your voice has been the loudest for peace. You have demanded that the nation stop the manufacture of nuclear weapons for war. Adam Penner, if you want peace, you will tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. They'll never surrender. They'll fight. As fast as you can land your spaceships here, they'll destroy them. Hold out your hand. What is it? The material from which our spaceships are constructed. We have made everything on our planet invisible. That sound. Look closely. You are holding the material from which we build our ships. Without this device, you cannot see it. Now that you know you cannot find our ships to destroy them, you will bring the message to your people. They won't listen. Nobody will believe me. Adam Penner, you have had your warning. Dr. Penner tells his daughter Phyllis and Dr. Lamont about the experience and asks Dr. Lamont to relay the message to the government in Washington, D.C. The government ignores the warning and Dr. Penner is labeled a crackpot by the media. Later, Dr. Penner takes his daughter Phyllis and Dr. Lamont to Dr. Neumann's grave, where they are visited by an invisible alien. Speak, Adam Penner. I, I tried to, to do what you wanted. You failed, Adam Penner. No one would listen. We must have time. Please. Give me time to try again. Your voice is not enough. You are alone, Adam Penner. You cannot succeed. But the people of Earth will have one more warning. How? What will you do? One more warning. That is all. Later, at the site of a plane crash, another alien takes over the body of the dead pilot, goes to a hockey game, chokes the announcers, and issues an ultimatum for the Earth to surrender. Another alien takes over a dead body from a car crash and issues the same ultimatum at a different sporting event. The media announces the threat, and the governments of the world decide to resist the alien invasion. The aliens take over more dead bodies and blow up dams, sets fires, and destroys buildings. Major Bruce Jay arrives to take Dr. Penner and Phyllis and Dr. Lamont to a secret bunker. On the way, they are confronted by a scared farmer who tries to take their vehicle. Major Jay kills the farmer, and they proceed to the bunker, while an alien takes over the dead farmer's body. Just keep your hands up where I can see you. I got no way of getting out of this part of the country except on foot. 
I want that jeep you're driving, soldier. This is an official mission. Get off the road. You think you're better than I am, soldier? You think you got a right to live and I ain't? I seen them walking dead things. I seen them. Joe Anderson, his wife, drowned it two weeks ago. Now walking through the fields again, walking and killing. I'll give you three to get out of that car, then I'm shooting. One. All right, get out. Don't do anything to make him nervous. He's out of his head. What are you going to do? Just get out. Two. got some answers this country needs. Anyway, we're only a few miles from the bunker. I wasn't going to let him stop us. Everybody get back in the Jeep. I said get back in the Jeep! At the bunker, they are contacted by the government and tasked with stopping the alien invasion. They determine that the aliens are radioactive and decide to capture an alien to conduct tests on it. They attempt to spray the alien with an acrylic spray to seal it in plastic, but this attempt fails. Then they fill a hole with an acrylic liquid and lure an alien into it. Once captured, the alien is taken to the bunker. Back at the bunker, they confine the alien in a pressure chamber and break the acrylic using high pressure to set it free. They try several experiments, but nothing affects the alien. Frustrated and hopeless, Dr. Lamont wants to surrender, but Major Day does not. The two men fight and inadvertently damage some electronic equipment, setting off a loud alarm. They notice the alien reacts violently to the noise. John, I think we've hit on something. What then? The creature. You heard the alarm bell on the radiation counter. Well, the explosion and concussion made the creature react. Nothing else has. React? We, we've been looking the wrong way for our answer. It isn't in light waves or chemicals. The answer is in sound. Sound, John. Sound? To create sight. You said the device used by that creature that came to your house caused a humming sound. Yes. The sound was low-key to our ears, but the device must have used sonic rays. Sound vibrations that created resonance with the basic molecular structure of the metal ore. And that resonance caused visibility. I just hope it isn't too late. Sound is the answer. He certainly reacted during the explosion. Listen, when the chemicals in that flask hit the panel, it caused a short circuit, jumped the breakers and blew up our entire air conditioning and filtering system. Luckily, our radio's still intact. How long can the air last? About an hour and a half. Then we're going to have to open the air vents. We'll be sitting ducks for what's waiting for us outside. Major, I uh, want to apologize. It's all right, forget it. Look, if you think sound is the answer, you better make sure and fast. They make a sonic gun and test it on the alien, causing it to become visible and killing it in the process. They try to inform the government, but the aliens are jamming their radio broadcast. Major, there's your weapon. It not only makes the invader visible, it destroys them as well. Could the Army turn these out in a hurry? I could give headquarters all needed details in a matter of minutes. Good, come on. Lady Homer, this is Able Fox 9 or 6. Over. Able Fox 9 or 6. 
jamming signal in the area. Do you think the invaders are doing it? Deliberately to kill our broadcast. Spaceship must be close by. Major, we could use the jamming signal to find the spaceship by tracking it on the direction finding radio in the truck. Yeah. That'd be our only chance to get your information to General Stone. Yes, but what about the invaders waiting for us outside? We're going to crash right through. And if you have any special prayers for a job like this, you better start saying. Using the radio direction finder, they follow the jamming signal to the alien spaceship. Major J is confronted by several aliens. He kills them with the sonic gun, but is shot in the process. Despite being wounded, he finds the alien spaceship and destroys it with the sonic gun. With the jamming signal silence, Dr. Pinner is able to contact the government and tell them how to stop the aliens. The movie ends at the United Nations. Doctors Pinner and Lamont, Phyllis Pinner, and Major J are being honored for saving the world from the alien invasion. And that's the end of the movie. Now it's time for some movie trivia. The name of the character, Dr. Carol Neumann, was recycled by screenwriter Samuel Newman from another movie he wrote, The Giant Claw. If you haven't seen The Giant Claw, check it out. It's a really bad sci-fi B-movie. But it's worth watching for once. Just do it once. Uh, today's movie was the last role for Philip Tong. He passed away on January 28, 1959, shortly after shooting was completed for this movie. The footage of the car crashing into the electrical substation is recycled from the end of the movie, Thunder Road. The plane crash in the movie was stock footage from a remote control experiment made by the United States Air Force. Bronson Canyon in Los Angeles served as the location of the bunker scenes featured in the last third of this movie. Music from today's movie would be recycled in the movie The Angry Red Planet. And that's all I have for movie trivia. I'm afraid I couldn't find a Star Trek connection in this movie. So here are my comments about today's movie. I watched the 2011 DVD release from MGM. It's on MGM's Midnight Movies 4-pack. It comes with Strange Invaders, Invaders from Mars, the 1986 version, and Journey to the Seventh Planet. It comes with the theatrical trailer, and that's it. The picture and sound quality are good. The story isn't a new one. An alien race using the body of the dead to conquer the Earth. It's been used before. Matter of fact, it was used in Ed Wood's Plan 9 from Outer Space. Today's movie beat Plan 9 from Outer Space to the movie theaters by two months. The cast did a decent job. I mean, this is a typical 1950s sci-fi B-movie. There's nothing special about this movie. On a scale from 1 to 10, I'll give this movie a solid 5. And those are my comments about today's movie. That's it for today's podcast. Before I end today's podcast, I want to thank Rico again for giving me this opportunity to share with all of you another classic science fiction movie. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to me today. I hope you enjoyed it. Rico will be back next week with a special Christmas video cast. I'll end today's podcast with some music from the soundtrack of You Only Live Twice. This track is called Capsule in Space. It was composed by John Barry. I'll be back soon with another classic science fiction movie. Until then, everyone take care and have a very Merry Christmas. This is M5, signing off.